Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Saturday, June 13th, 2020, and welcome to episode number 211 of the WCWS Radio Network's uh, <clears throat> weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we, of course, get set to take care of, of course, uh, our weekly business on here every single Saturday, as we do every single Saturday evening. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be reviewing what took place here in the radio network with all of our shows this week. Plus, also, we'll be bringing you today's wrestling history and birthdays. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, a little preview of what will take place tomorrow with Backlash. And also, of course, some other wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. If you care to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always is 1-605-562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND, and press that one if you want to chime in on everything that we've discussed here, of course, today on 211 of Power Hour. Uh, let's go ahead and get started, ladies and gentlemen, as our wrestling history today is a two-parter, and we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and get started here. Uh, give me just one second here to, of course, get everything, uh, prepped here. Yes. And as we get ready, as you said, to talk about, of course, for, uh, our wrestling history for today, June the 13th. And we start with a big one here, ladies and gentlemen, 80 years ago, of course, which we put it at 1940 in Kansas City, Missouri, or Brown defeated Bobby Bruins to win the Kansas City version of the Midwest Wrestling Association World Heavyweight title. It would be the first of 11 times he won the championship over the next nine years. 
1948, Brown would be recognized as the first ever champion of the National Wrestling Alliance. Uh, let's see here. Give me just one second here to check. Let's see. Yeah. On this, okay, yeah, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, on this date in 1982, Peter Fanane Anderson, no later as Fanane Levi Peter Maivia, but, but known to wrestling fans as the High Chief Peter Maivia, sadly dies of cancer in Hawaii. He was only 45 years old. Maivia was the maternal grandfather of, of course, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and is a member of the Fame and Noai family. Maivia has a small role in the 1967 James Bond movie You Only Live Twice. He also served as an uncredited stunt coordinator. In 2008, Maivia was posthumously inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by his grandson, and of course, you know, Dwayne Johnson, of course, The Rock. On this date here in, let me see here, yes, 1990, WCW presented NWA Clash of the Champions 11 Coastal Crush from the McAllister Fieldhouse on the campus of the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina. Here are the matches that took place here. The Southern Boys, Steve Armstrong and Tracy Smothers, defeated the Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. Tommy Rich defeated Bam Bam Bigelow with Sir Oliver Humperdinck in his corner via DQ. Tom Zink and Mike Rotunda defeated Fatu and the Samoan Savage. Mean Mark Callis, of course, better known now as The Undertaker, defeated Brian Pillman. The Rock and Roll Express, Ricky Morton and Robert Gibson defeated the Midnight Express, Bobby Eaton and Stan Lang via DQ in an NWA United States Tag Team title match. Barry Windham defeated Doug Furness. Lex Luger defeated Sid Vicious. Doom, who was Ron Simmons and Butch Reed, defeated the Steiner Brothers. <clears throat> Rick and Scott to retain the NWA World Tag Team titles. Paul Orndorff defeated NWA World TV Champion R. Anderson in a non-title match. And the Junkyard Dog defeated Ric Flair via DQ in an NWA World Heavyweight title match. On this date here, uh, let me see here. Uh, check my math here. Yes, in 1992, the World Bodybuilding Federation presented the second WBF championship from the Long Beach Convention and Entertainment Center in Long Beach, California. Lou Ferrigno, best known for playing comic book superhero The Incredible Hulk in the TV series of the same name, was billed to take part in the event, but a deal between WBF and Ferrigno fell through. Then former wrestler Lex Luger was scheduled to take part of it as well, but he could not because due to a motorcycle accident. Not helping the show either was the show's stringent drug testing. Two important notes, though, there was no drug testing prior to the 1991 WBF title, which was a hook to get their roster of 13 bodybuilders on board, and Vince McMahon was under investigation on steroid distribution, charges he would be indicted on a few months later, leading to nearly everyone on the show looking physically out of shape compared to their first appearance a year before. Just 3,000 homes bought the event. In fact, the buy rate for the event was so low that most cable outlets considered it to be zero. It was the lowest grossing event in pay-per-view history at the time. For the record, Gary Stridham won the event for the second straight year, with Jim Quinn finishing second, Aaron Baker finishing third, and David Durth and Barry DeMay rounding up the top five. Just a month after the competition, Vincent Mann folded the World Bodybuilding Federation with $15 million in losses posted. 
the show on this date in 1993, WWE, the WWF presented King of the Ring from the Nutter Center in Dayton, Ohio. It was actually the seventh King of the Ring tournament, but the first on pay-per-view. The tournament dates back to 1985. It's also the first new pay-per-view from the WWF since the 1989 Royal Rumble. About 6,500 were in attendance with 284,000 homes watching on pay-per-view, though some estimates have it only at 245,000 buys. The show's hook was, of course, the bulk of the King of the Ring tournament where the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals would take place. In a pre-show dark match, Papa Shango defeated Owen Hart to retain the USWA Unified World Heavyweight title. King of the Ring quarterfinals, Bret Hart defeated Razor Ramon, Mr. Perfect defeated Mr. Hughes, Bam Bam Bigelow defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and Tatanka fought Lex Luger to a 15-minute time limit draw. As a result, both men were eliminated. King of the Ring semifinals, Bret Hart defeated Mr. Perfect, and Bam Bam Bigelow received a bye into the finals with Tatanka and Lex Luger's time limit draw double elimination earlier. And the King of the Ring final, Bret Hart defeated Bam Bam Bigelow to win the King of the Ring tournament. Non-tournament bouts in the order that they occurred. Yokozuna defeated Hulk Hogan to win the WWF title. The bout was Hogan's first with the company since winning the title at WrestleMania 9 and his last on television. The feud continued on the house show circuit through August. Then Hogan and Jimmy Hart sat out the remainder of their contracts. It wouldn't be until a year later that Hogan returned to the ring in the States, but this time it was for WCW. The Smoking Guns, Billy and Bart, and the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, defeated the Head Shrinkers, Samu and Fatu, and Money Inc., Ted DiBiase, and IRS. And Shawn Michaels defeated Crush to retain the Intercontinental title. <clears throat> Let's see. On this date in 1999, WCW presented the Great American Bash from the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. 11,672 were in attendance with 185,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 290,000 homes for the 1998 edition. The event is noted for the return of Sid Vicious, who was last seen in WCW in 1993 when he was fired after stabbing Arn Anderson several times with safety scissors in a hotel in England. Here are the matches that took place at this event. Hack defeated Brian Nobbs in a hardcore match. Hammer defeated Mikey Whipwreck. Buff Bagwell defeated Disco Inferno. The No Limit Soldiers, Conan and Ray Jr., defeated the West Texas Rednecks, who was Kurt Henning and Bobby Duncan Jr. Ernst Miller defeated Horace Hogan. Ric Flair defeated Roddy Piper by DQ. With the somewhat ill-gotten win, Buff Bagwell interfered and cost Piper the match. Flair became president of WCW. Rick Steiner defeated Sting in a false count anywhere match to retain the WCW World TV title. The honest-to-goodness ending, Sting was attacked by dogs, and the referee stopped the match. The Jersey Triad, DDP, and Canyon defeated Chris Benoit and Perry Saturn to win the WCW World Tag Team titles, and Kevin Nash defeated Randy Savage by DQ to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title. On this date here in the year 2000, Mitsuharu Musawa resigns from his post as president of All Japan for a wrestling effective immediately. The announcement comes after Misawa handed in his former resignation on May 28th after he was voted out of his position as company president by a majority vote of all Japan's executive board members. Sorry about that here, folks. For all intents and purposes, this has been a long time coming, as Misawa had been in odds 
was Mo, Motoko Baba, the widow of All Japan founder of Shoei Giant Baba, since Masao became company president after Giant Baba's death in January 1999. The two have been at odds over money, booking, and just exactly how much power Masawa had in the company. In response to Mizawa's resignation, which was kept quiet because All Japan was running a tour at the time, and out of respect for the death of Jumbo Saruta, who a month, of course, a month prior, board members Yoshihiro Mamota, Akira Tawi, Kenishi Oyagi, who was represented from the Pond TV, All Japan's TV partner, and Kete Kobayashi, who was also All Japan's Triple Crown Heavyweight Champion, all handed in resignations and followed him out of the company to join Misawa's new promotion. In the week that followed, 26 of the 30 contracted performers, only, only Masanobu Fuki, Toshiaki Kawada, Stan Hansen, and Maoki Mossman, stayed, as well as all Japan's entire front office staff joined Misawa's new project. That project would be Pro Wrestling Noah, inspired by the biblical story of Noah's Ark. In addition to Masawa cleaning house, his new promotion took, took all Japan's TV time slot, ending NTV's 27-year relationship with all Japan. Pro Wrestling, because NTV had the only other stake in all Japan, 15% to Motoko Baba's 85%. They could prevent all Japan from going to another network. A portion of all Japan's final broadcast included portions of the press conference launching Pro Wrestling NOAA. The mass exodus was a crippling blow to the promotion, but all Japan would recover. Following a cross-promotion with New Japan Pro Wrestling in January 2002, Keiji Muda, best known to many as the Great Muda, joined all Japan. That September, he would, be, he would become the company's president and majority shareholder. In November 2012, IT company, IT company Speed Partners bought out Muda's shares for 200 million Japanese yen. That at the time, was about $2.4 million in the U.S. In May 2013, Nobu Shirayashi became All Japan's president. Even though it was speculated that Muda would return to his post, Muda resigned and a third company-wide exodus followed. His first came... In 1990, when Tenru led an exodus to form Super World of Sports. In July 2014, Jun Nakayama became the promotion's new president, with Motoko Baba returned in September 2015 as a consultant. Late last year, the promotions late in, in late, 2000, late 2016, the promotion signed a TV deal with Japanese satellite channel BS11 to broadcast a monthly highlight magazine show. They, they also aired their events through Gaora, Fighting TV Samurai, and streaming video service Nico Nico Duga. Uh, let's see, on this date here in 2004, WWE presented Bad Blood from the Nationwide Arena in Columbus, Ohio. About 9,000 were in attendance with 290,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. In a pre-show dark match, Batista defeated Maven. As for the remainder of the matches, Chris Benoit and Edge defeated La Resistance by DQ in a World Tag Team title match. Chris Jericho defeated Tyson Tomko. Randy Orton defeated Shelton Benjamin to retain the IC title. Trish Stratus defe defeated Victoria, Lita, and Gail Kim in a fatal four-way match to win the WWE Women's title. Eugene defeated Jonathan Coachman. Chris Benoit defeated Kane to retain the World Heavyweight title. And Triple H defeated Shawn Michaels in a Hell in a Cell match at 47 minutes and 33 seconds. It's the longest Hell in a Cell match in the history of WWE. The record actually still stands as of 2017. On the scene. On his day in 2006, WWE presented the first 
episode of the rebooted ECW from the Sovereign Bank Arena in Trenton, New Jersey. In the opening statement, RVD was presented with the ECW title, making him a Triple Crown champion for that promotion as he had won the tag team and TV titles in the original ECW, making him the first ECW champion since the promotion shut down in 2001. As he was a WWE champion as well, he became the first and only man to hold two world titles at once in the brand extension era. Also on the show, 19-year-old Barbie Blank made her debut as exhibitionist Kelly Kelly, or Kelly's Expose, and also, by the way, there was some wrestling as well. The Sandman defeated the Zombie in just 17 seconds. Kurt Angle defeated Just Incredible by submission. And Sabu last eliminated the Big Show to win a 10-man extreme battle royal for a match with John Cena and Vengeance for the WWE title. Other participants were Al Snow, Danny Doring, Stevie Richards, Roadkill, Boss Mahoney, Tommy Dreamer, Tony Mamaluke, Luke Guido, Big Guido, and Big Show, who had all the... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.